Hi everyone and welcome back to the Botanical Creative and you may notice that there's a, probably a lack of laughter and some jokes happening. That's because Ellie Jane jumped on a plane and travelled off to Tasmania for the week so I'm all by myself in this podcast but I thought you know what let's talk some gardening, let's talk some plants and just have a bit of fun with it so hopefully you guys enjoy and today I thought we would talk all about potatoes because it is spud season and it's time to get them in the ground in the next few weeks or the next few months and just talk about how to do it and why it's probably important to make sure you're buying certified seed potatoes instead of planting what you buy at the supermarket. Um, so certified seed potatoes are what you'll find at a nursery. They've gone through the quarantine. They've gone through all the steps to say that they are organic and that they're safe to use. Because when you're buying from a supermarket, you're not always guaranteed that, you know, that they've had no chemical treatment you don't know that you don't know what environment they've come from which can play a lot of havoc when you put that into your garden and then you may spread a virus and a really common virus and a worldwide known virus is the potato Y virus and this is a pretty aggressive um, uh, I guess you could say virus in the potato family and it's started to spread and it started to actually evolve into different strains um, and it can cause a lot of issues so that's why gr growing certified potatoes is really important because you know you're not going to end up with that problem in the first place but just to explain the virus a little bit um, often the infected potatoes are going to have quite a bit of mottling and discoloration um, and they often have what you call a yellow, um, I believe I'm going to say this right, chelosis, um, which is sort of a discoloration to the potato itself. And you'll get cracking in that skin too. So looking at it with early symptoms, you may not really pick it up if you're not experienced with growing your spuds. Um, but as it evolves, it turns into quite a an unpleasant looking potato and unfortunately it can lead to a lot of issues so it's important to make sure you're buying good quality spuds in the first place um, and then the second thing is you don't want to actually plant them too early a lot of people buy them when they first see them in the nurseries which can be from mid to early autumn usually towards the middle of autumn but um if you plant them too early, you are actually at the risk of rotting those potatoes and losing them. So it's really important to not be tempted to just pop them in the ground as soon as you get them. You actually need to do a process, which is actually an old horticultural process called chitting. And chitting is when you leave your potatoes out, probably in a garage or a cool area where they don't get any light. They mustn't get any sunlight. That's really, really important. Because if they do, they go green. And we know green potatoes are poisonous potatoes. So definitely keep them out of the sunlight. But say you put them in a cool, sort of dark area like your garage or even a laundry. And the important thing is to actually not allow them to sit on top of each other. You need to lay them out, spread them out. Because the whole point of chitting is that you allow those seed potatoes to form roots. And what these roots do is 
they're sort of like a little guarantee or an anchor to say, hey, this potato is actually going to have a bit of a good head start. So in autumn, say around about, what are we now, May? Yeah, in May, you purchase your potatoes, put them out, allow them to chit, and you let them chit for a few weeks. And you do this until you see that they've got nice and white roots that may be roughly two to three inches in length. Um, And then once they've gone through that process, then they're ready for planting. But you, you can't plant them too early. As I said before, they would just rot and it can lead to a lot of diseases like fungal problems and that can spread through the soil and you just don't want that. So usually when you're planting them, you plant your first batch of potatoes one month before the last expected frost. So depending on your climate and where you are, this can very dramatically vary. Um, For me, I've planted mine in sort of mid to late July and I've also planted a batch in early August and that seems to have worked quite well for me here in Victoria, Australia. Um, But depending on what what your frosts are like and your winters are like, just gauge that. But you don't want to plant them after it. You want to plant them before. So once you've done that process and your potatoes have chitted and you're at that right time of year to get them in the ground, just make sure you handle them really carefully because those white roots are extremely fragile and they will break incredibly easy. And it's the worst thing when you're about to plant your potatoes and you lose all those little roots. So just know to be really gentle with them when you're handling them. So while you've got your potatoes chitting in the shed, waiting for those roots to grow, it is the perfect time to get the soil prepared. Now, potatoes aren't fussy growers because they are a part of the Solanaceae plant family. So a lot of tomatoes, your tamarillos, tobacco even, and eggplants are all found in that plant family. And a lot of, sadly, weedy plants do come from that plant family too. So it's a very robust group of plants that can grow in a lot of different environments, soils, conditions, things like that. So potatoes will grow quite easily, but if you want to guarantee that you get really good results, it's all to do with soil. Anything that you grow that's edible is all about the soil is what I always say. So with growing your potatoes, um, they grow best in more of a loose soil, whereas if you have them growing in a really heavy compacted clay, One, they may not um, duplicate as well. They could potentially rot if the season stays wet going into the spring months. Um, And it's just incredibly hard to harvest them come that time because the soil is just so compacted. You're not going to get to them very easily. So having a more of a loose, friable soil is ideal. And this is why um, a lot of no dig gardens have become really popular and growing them in raised garden beds where you can layer them which we'll talk about in a second um have become popular methods to growing potatoes but for the most part in open soils or just out in the garden in general you can still get amazing crops from them as long as you do that soil prep a few weeks before planting them but in relation to soil ph potatoes can grow 
in a vast range of soils um, pHs, they tend to favour a reading between 5 to 6.5. Now, when you're talking about soil pH, 6 to 7 is more of the neutral side of things. When you get down to the 5, that's slightly acidic. Um, You don't want a very heavily acidic soil, so if yours is reading a 4, you need to improve that. Um, But, you know, for the most part, they have quite a flexible pH reading sort of growing environment that they can tolerate. But one of the biggest things with a lot of plants in that Solanaceae plant family, and this goes for tomatoes, but you do crop rotation with them every year. When it comes to potatoes, you can actually get away with growing them in the same soil for about two to three years. Anything beyond that, you're, you're pushing it. <laughs> so you, you need to dig them up, do that crop rotation and move them. You need to try and get every single one out of the ground and move it <laughs> because leaving um potatoes in the same spot for x amount of years say five six years sadly it's just asking for problems so you'll get build up of fungal problems within that soil diseases and the soil will become really depleted of fundamental nutrients that helps these plants perform and grow and without crop rotation you know these issues are definitely going to arise so by moving them every two years if you get into the routine of it it's just it's going to save a lot of hard work backbreaking work in regards to repairing soil because soil repair can take years depending on how bad the situation is and that's why a lot of these no dig and raised garden beds have become really popular for a lot of spud growers or people who are wanting to grow an x amount of different varieties because it's easier to move and manage. Personally, I grow mine in the ground and I just try and get every single one out as best as I can after a few years. I've actually got a patch that I need to empty out this um, season because the potatoes have been in there for two years now, so time to move them. Um, But also when you're growing your potatoes, even though that they will grow in slightly poorer soils, they do best in a humus rich which is my catchphrase um a humus rich soil so an organic rich soil and the reason these nutrient rich soils are really good is because they help lock in moisture especially in the summer months when these type of plants really really need it um but also you know it it has more nutrients has more biodiversity happening within that soil you've got micro um or um, what do you call them? microbes <laughs> that are all doing things to help those plants to you know better uptake those nutrients to better grow and potatoes are no different they really like a yummy soil so to speak so planting them out sort of every t- so when you do your soil prep actually you want to have your soil ready two to four weeks before planting um, you don't want to have it a day before because all that organic material that you've put in might be a bit too rich and it could burn burn any new roots that we've got on those little potatoes that we're planting. So usually give yourself a leeway of two to four weeks, so a month if you can, um, to give you the best results. So once they're planted in the right soil and if you've done all that prep work, 
A seed potato can give you a ratio of one to ten on most most often so one potato will give you 10 offspring and that's a pretty good harvest especially if you've planted 20 or 30 potatoes you're going to have a really good yield and you can share that with a lot of other people and you can replant them the next season and you know for larger seed potatoes you can even chop them in half and you can get two out of one and plant them out if you really so desire Personally, I just pop them in because I think if I'm going to plant 30 potatoes, I'm going to end up with heaps. <laughs> so that's just what I love to do. So how do you plant your spuds? Well, the best way is to actually dig a trench of that's roughly about 20 to 30 centimeters deep. If you can, a little bit deeper, perfect. And you want to plant your potatoes more, more often than not as a whole. Unless you get those big ones, like I was saying earlier, that you can chop in half, go for it. No worries. But, you know, you can plant them whole and they'll do just as well. So you plant your tubers um, in the ditch, at the bottom of that ditch or that trench. And you can plant them roughly around about 10 to 12 centimetres apart. You can plant them fairly close. They're quite good um, in that respect. You can fit quite a lot in a smaller garden bed. So fantastic if you're growing in smaller spaces or you've got a small plot at a community garden and then what you do is you cover your seed potatoes with around about 30 centimeters or a foot worth oh that's my phone going off sorry guys um but you plant your potatoes with around about 30 to 40 centimeters worth of mulch and organic matter so that can be compost Um, whether it be straight compost or you can blend it with the pre-existing soil and you just pop that on that you just yeah cover your um, I was about to say tomatoes but your potatoes and then as they continue to grow as that foliage comes through in the um, spring months you keep piling that mulch and that organic matter on top and this is what you call hilling potatoes and the more you exclude those shoots from light, the more seed, not seed, well, more potatoes your seed potato will create. So if you think of a tree, a tree has multiple branches. If you flip a tree and that branch network is under the soil, each one of those branch networks is going to have a cluster of potatoes. So the more mounding or the more healing you can do with your space and the height given in terms of your growing space, the more potatoes you're going to end up with. And it's really important that those potatoes don't get exposed to the sun because that's when they go green and they become poisonous. So it's really important that they stay dark and hidden under under that soil until you need them. Um, so healing there is it's a pretty important step to successful potato growing or farming and there's two main types of growth so one is that above soil stem growth and then the second major growth is that stem growth below soil which we talked about the tree with its branches it's the same philosophy in terms of having a multiple network of stems for these spuds to grow off And with those two things, you're going to have a really, really good harvest. When it comes to harvesting potatoes, for most varieties, give or take, you're looking at between 
60 to around about 100 days after the last frost. So so depending on your climate as to when your last frost was, you should have planted your potatoes just before that happened. And usually between that 60 to 100 days, you should have potatoes that are ready for digging and eating. And a really good indication is once the shoots have flowered and that foliage begins to sort of shrivel back a little bit, goes a little bit discolored, or it even may start to die down, you want to not be tempted to jump in there and harvest the potatoes when you see that. You actually want to wait two to three weeks after all that has happened because this means that the skins on the potatoes have actually hardened and it makes them better for storage. So if you've got the purpose of harvesting them or harvesting quite a lot at once, doing that step will help ensure that you'll have a better storage ability with your your crop. Of course, you can go out there and when you see the flowers are starting to die off and the foliage is dying back and pick a few out for dinner, that's, that's fine. But if you're looking to store them for long term, just give them that two to three weeks once that foliage has died back and you'll have much better results. The easiest way to harvest potatoes is with a hand garden fork or one of your long sort of foot forks that you sort of push into the ground um, and usually use to cultivate soil but I find these are the best because you're less likely to spear the potatoes when you're trying to dig them out of their trenches Um, so that's why I tend to favor more of a hand fork so you can do a bit more delicate um, harvesting (laughs) so to speak so you don't end up with so many on the end of your tool Um, And I just harvest what I need, you know. I just tend to get a few out and then I leave them in the ground. Um, You can choose to pick them up and dig them all out, store them like we said. And whatever you don't use, go back to sort of the step one. Chit them in the sort of autumn period, allow them to form roots, and then they become your new seed potatoes for your next harvest. That way you have an ongoing supply. Any that show signs of sort of a bit of discoloration or a bit of scarring or scab get rid of them or cook them you don't want to be reseeding those ones back into the soil but that is sort of the basics to growing potatoes and there's a lot of really good varieties out there now um, that are really reliable Um, some of my favorites is um, like botanic that's a really good boiling and mashing one and it tastes really good in salads um it's sort of a medium medium to large rounded sort of potato um what's another one uh kifla they're an amazing one they they almost have a bit of a cigar shape to them so they're a bit more longer not always even in their growth but very creamy really good potato if you can get your hands on those ones they're really nice and they're a bit more of a yellowy brown um, skinned potato and they have more of a butter colored flesh so they're really good and they're really good for chips or roasting um oh and they're also really good boiled they make an amazing mash um what else is another one that i really like um oh trying to think off the top of my head lady red or red lady i think it's actually called is a really another good mashing and baking variety um and they're more of a smaller potato and they actually have a red skin with a more of a white flesh but they're probably my top three but you know i think that has been quite a bit of a 
mouthful of a podcast. <laughs> but I hope you guys have enjoyed it nonetheless. And Ellie Jane will be back next week. And she's going to be telling us all about Tasmania. And she's actually going to give me a few tips because I'm going to be going there soon myself on a bit of a botanical adventure. Um, But I know she's gone there to sort of find some art inspiration and maybe do a few hikes. But I'm sure we will find all of that out next week when she's back. But until next time, guys, I hope you have an amazing week and I will catch you then. See ya.